left, right. Yo, what's going on, guys? Thank you for joining me for this episode. I think you'll like this one. This is my friend from out of town is joining for the holiday weekend. And now we're talking about the building that fell down in Miami. To me, it's uh, some wild stuff that a building could just fall down like that. It's really scary and it's really sad. Uh, but we're talking about it a little bit. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your uh, observations are on that building, what your thoughts are, and I'll see you guys on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Welcome to Sip Talk. This is episode 114. My name is Justin DiGiulio. I'm joined by James the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is a philosopher, bartender, 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 referee, and accountant. Um, the bartender type of referee. Bartender. Yeah. Bartender, referee. I'm losing it. James got a lot of titles. I think they're important titles. I like to include them. On bartender, my left, referee. On my left is George Hashnasser, our four foreign correspondent for the Ooh. evening. Uh, below us is David the Bosnator Boswell. Well, technically not the Bosnator. David A. Bosnator Boswell. Bosnator Pol Jr. <laughs> political scientist out of Sacramento, California. How's that heat in Sacramento? Is it cooled off a little bit? Relatively. I mean, it's only 95 <laughs> out. It's 85 in my apartment, so... <laughs> I apologize for my appearance. It's uh, I can't have the AC on because I'm sure you'd complain about the noise. Oh yeah, we got to get you that noise canceling mic. We, we, we'll, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Christmas will come early this year, and we'll get some good subscribers to the podcast. I want to thank Lisa G. By the way, but if we get some good subscribers, I, I will send you a mic to Sacramento. Well, the, the nice thing is, if it comes by the holidays, you won't be sending it to Sacramento. I'm moving to San Diego in about three weeks so oh very nice speaking of san diego well wait wait you're moving where ocean beach san diego i uh got the uh, ap uh apartment application approved today all right all right well look david you got a little heat in uh the last episode that you were on so i want to share i want to share uh the comment i feel oh. like this yeah there's a comment um actually before we do that before we share the comment with david oh. I think important important aspect of uh, <laughs> important aspect of sip talk is we got to pour some drinks. We also uh, got to greet Maria since she's shouting at us. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Maria, Maria in all capitals. Uh, hi, Maria. Uh, we're not going to shout back at you, but we are going to open some drinks. James, what are you drinking down there in sunny South Carolina? Sip talk standard, box wine and bush ice. See, I like I, the thing is, it's nice to have a little beer and something a little harder. Uh, here in uh, my basement in New Jersey, just outside of New York City, we're uh, inhaling radon. I don't think we're inhaling radon. It's just permeating our skin. And, uh, no, you'd inhale it. We're, uh, we're drinking. I'll let you share it. A little cognac grunier, because our foreign correspondent is a cognac degenerate. Uh, can you be a DJ? Yeah, I guess you could. I love, we love our cognac. And if you if would let us <laughs> smoke a cigar down here, we'd be doing that. I might let you smoke a cigar. It depends on how many drinks we have. 
smoke a pipe if you like. So uh, George mentioned this is a, a more of a sipping drink, which he thought was good for sip talk. Uh, I he knows him, that's not how we do things, right? Yeah, I, I told him, yeah, but like we tend to we tend to drink. I know it says sip, but we tend to drink pretty rapidly. But um, one second, one second, David, you got uh, what are you drinking over there? Out here, I've got a little uh, Sierra Nevada summer break, a little session IPA because. Well, I've been working on moving for the last hour and a half, so I've already had two or three heavier ideas. Well, uh, David always has these kind of tougher-to-find beers, um, usually pretty good. Sometimes I'm not quite certain on them. Um, but, uh, but also, I want to thank Rosh. Rosh Galeb is feeding us your comments. Uh, hi, Shahira. Thank you guys for joining. Let us know in the comments. If you're watching on Instagram, your comments will be fed to us so we can we can reply. Uh, hello to the whole family from TikTok, from Jess. Hi, Jess. So, George. Salute. Salute. Your, your first, my first American friend. Cheers to you guys. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, that's, that's his title for me, at least. Ooh. That's nice. We got, uh, we got some nice cognac glasses, specifically uh, some snifters to be sipping here. So, you know how... I want to I want to get into the heat that David got, but I will share with you how how George and I met. Uh, George and I had a calculus class together, one that George passed with flying colors, and I passed surprisingly. Um, but I used to bring my textbook, the you know three hundred dollar textbook to class every day. I never once opened the textbook, but I just always showed up to class with a textbook. And George uh, George asked me to borrow the textbook. I couldn't afford to buy my own, so I thought maybe I might as well borrow his. <clears throat> well, that's the, uh, you know, that's the mindset there. And, and George was a much harder working student than me, too. So <laughs> worked out very well for him. Fresh, freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. Two weeks after being in the United mm -hmm. States for, what, two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, you have been here days, for two weeks. Days. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, David, let me share this heat that you got. Um, I get. And just, yeah, Rosh brought up a good point. Um, George didn't speak the greatest English when, uh, when he first moved here. Not George, much, not much has improved. Well, no, I think George probably speaks better English than, than I do at this point, um, especially after a couple of drinks. But, um, but yeah, when we met, George did not have a, the strongest grasp on the English language. All right, David, here's, here's your, uh, we got to enlarge this a little bit, try to get it on the screen here uh yosef l baby making sneak racist comments and laughing just shows how these people really feel just imagine off camera off camera wow but hey freedom of speech i guess unless you say something about them alphabets then you're wrong them alphabets is definitely uh i'm pretty sure that was a, a line for you david so shame on you man i'm racist because i reference them alphabets well i think i'm gonna need some i'm gonna need some i'm gonna need this to be filled out a little bit i'd like well, to be i'd like I, to understand what i'm being accused well of. first off uh you as the lib the most liberal cast on a show show here um you know you're getting picked on for your language choice but which is uh, confusing to me which is confusing because it was more of a uh 
I don't know what you would call it. A uh, what would that be an attack on? Sexual preference or sexual identity? Them alphabets. I think you were referring or to the, the oh yeah the this the queer spectrum, which you referred to as them alphabets. Yeah, it's, it's shame on you, David. But uh, I don't necessarily know that qualifies as as uh, racist. But either way. Um, Shahir would like to know what nationality um, George is. When you're ready, George. I am Lebanese American. Not too many, uh, not too many of us out there in the world are very exotic. There's only about four million of us. <laughs> very small country, the size of Vermont. So I hope we have. I hope we answered your question. I think very clearly we we did. Thank you for the answer. Um, David or James, we, we lost your, uh, your audio somehow. Uh, so look, James had some good topics tonight. If you just want to test your audio, just shriek and we'll see if we can hear you. Uh, are we getting right. it now? We're getting it now. What were you saying? You just went away again. Well, yeah, we lost your audio again, but he wants to know if you have any friends or family in Lebanon. I actually do have family and friends in Lebanon and they're actually, coming in in a couple weeks for my wedding and Shahira uh, thanks for letting us know uh, we love Egyptian people what does that mean words? That, that, just, that just means that Justin uh, Justin man, mind your own business <laughs> uh, yeah I'm sure that's, uh, Justin what is my ethnicity I claim uh, Italian and Swedish but there's some Dutch and uh, Irish and some other stuff in there. Uh, speaking of nationality, James and David, what do you, what are you guys? Russian and British. So. Russian and British. Yeah. Russian Jew, Scott, British, Scottish, Catholic, Scottish. Specify, yeah, Catholic. Specify what type of Russian? Russian Orthodox. Jewish. Yeah. Russian Jews. Um, so, guys. Uh, outside of that, thank you for the comments. We will continue to monitor your comments. But what we got some stuff to talk about. We got some cool stuff to talk about. As some of you know, apparently George did not know this before today. Uh, there was a building that collapsed in Florida, uh, in Miami. And uh, it's wild news because it's not on a regular basis. Buildings just fall down out of nowhere. And that's some scary shit, actually. It's very scary. You know, Have you I, seen the video of it? Yes, that was uh, I, when I watched the video, I was like, oh, that's not it. Like that, that just went down like this. It just boom. Uh, but it, have you seen the video? I, I have I haven't been home this this month. I've been home for five days this month. There's been a lot of travel for work, so I have not heard of the building collapsing. So Justin was very disappointed when he asked me about it. And I said, which building? I'm going to see if I can get this. Uh, I'll see if I can get it. And, uh, and thank you very much for the congrats uh, on the wedding. Uh, oh, we got uh, another another Jew listening to us. Yeah. Greetings, Wish. And All Mish, right. Mish, I would like to tell you that this is uh, this is what we love about this country is you got a you got a Lebanese Middle Eastern guy, you got two Jewish brothers, and you got an Egyptian lady listening, and yourself. So. All right. So here I'm gonna I'm just gonna show this video, George, so you can see it. Oh, wait, come on. That's it. That's it. 
Uh, we didn't really see the video fall. All right, or the the video of the fall. I'm trying to I'm trying to show it on the. There's nothing. This is just a smoke. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Well, there was one right next to it that fell right before that. I'm trying to stream at least on, on TikTok been, and Instagram. It must have been leaning on it. Yeah. So the first one went down, and then boom, the second one goes down. Um, and just wild. The building just uh. So it just it just cracked. Like the foundation just gave up. Yeah, and then it's just like each floor just fell on top of the other ones. What about survivors? They've Not many. A, they found a few survivors, but I think there's still like 150 that are missing in the building. And, and it's been like eight days now. Yeah, I just I wonder how they go about clearing that list. Like oh. that's kind of like management probably so has. So there's a search and rescue process. Have that those ice cubes over there? Yeah. There's, well, so right now they're clearing rubble, but there's still quite amount of of uh of rubble on top of people that you know eight days in you can't really it's looking pretty dim at that point Um, well part of the problem has been that like it was a collapse so it's it's if you try and move something everything else moves yes and And so if you're you're on the top floor maybe second floor down like you have a decent chance of you have a very low chance, but it's much higher than uh, than the floors below. That's a lot of weight, a uh, lot of weight coming down. And with all that weight, air pockets and places where you hide under a table, that doesn't doesn't matter. You're not you're but like, not yeah, it's, it's really hard for the search and rescue squads because like they can't really like stand on the top of the rubble or whatever, because like if it shifts, then they die. And yeah, it's a really it's a really shitty process. Um, but they are still searching for, for survivors. Um, last I heard is that there's still like 145 people that are missing. Yeah. David, what, what, what's the, what's, the, what's going on in, uh, in California? What, what's the, what are people saying out there? Not too much just because you have, whereas in Florida, you have really, you have a really interesting case study here between California and Florida. California surely has its faults, but the regulations here on building, they're so onerous that you don't see as much of this. I mean, Florida, it's kind of laissez-faire, and especially with those con- these condo boards. In 2018, the condo board on their own went out and got an engineer to take a look at it and said, hey, you have some major things that you need to talk about. I'm sure you've been looking at the news of this, and you've seen some of these reports, and they were discussing it, and they said, hey, this is going to cost $10 million, and 15. it was complete. It went up because they dawdled, but oh, okay. they kept having these different negotiations when they're trying to get the different condo owners to sign on. And while they're trying to go through this, well, this is what happened because they didn't take action because of the nature of how they're built. I'm not saying it can't happen here, but well, first I feel of all, like they're you live so in anal a, about things. You live in go a ahead. state where the remember buildings are built oftentimes to state standards right there's building regulations building permits per state now for the most part they're pretty similar but there's also a lot of you know specific things in weird states that are just old um and in california buildings typically have to be built to withstand low-level earthquakes um and i don't know how often you get a super crazy earthquake but probably every 20 or 25 years they plan on it and they do their best to build the buildings to be able to withstand the, the crazy ass earthquakes. Uh, maybe not so much the case in Florida. I don't know what the. Uh, well, there's a way. There's a way in the foundations actually, to actually give them 
there's places where they even put springs. There's places where they even put found floating foundations where the building can move. Oh, for oh, earthquake, was, yeah. But that, yeah. that was the issue. That was the issue with this condominium in Florida is that their foundation they built flat. You can't do that in Florida. You can't do that on the beach because when you have it flat, the water can't drain anywhere. Look, and yeah. that's what happened. The water came in, it permeated, it eroded the concrete yeah. structure underneath, and that's why you saw it collapse yeah. out. I, I look no, no hold up. That's a very explain like on five. It's a very I, yeah, but shortcut. I, I think I, and I want to I don't want to be the one to call, but I, I think there's some funny business. Yeah. I think there's some funny business. But because well, because David, David, there's also like I, I worked in Dubai for a little while and Dubai all the skyscrapers are built not on rocky grounds like Manhattan. They're built. How much does it rain in Dubai? It doesn't rain very much. Okay, that's the issue. The issue is water not being able to drain. I'm not talking about sand. I said nothing about sand. Let George finish. Buildings are man. Building buildings can be built literally. I mean, like Burj Khalifa, for example, will move about six feet at the top just from the wind and still would not come down because there's ways to build those buildings. I mean, there's definitely some funny business. It's not. It's well, a building from the 80s. I mean, it's not like those are, cardboard. Again, I don't think that has anything to do with the fact of the foundation being flat and being water permeating. Uh, sure. It could have been built perfectly for a stable platform. But it's look, just the I fact don't... that they gave it a flat concrete structure and it was water permeation that caught. That's every single thing that I've seen has said that. So I'm confused about the. Well, everything. Sure. Every, but that's but that might be how it's being played. Here's my thinking, though, is when you snap a matchstick at, even if you try to do it pretty quick, you're going to see a couple of splinters yeah, come out. Tracks. You're going to see some splinters come out. And I think, I mean, I looked at pictures of the building. They're like, Oh, somebody took a picture of this, you know, the space beforehand. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they were like, Oh, the building's going to fall here. The bigger space. They're just like, Oh, there's some cracks in foundation. It's dingy. But like parts of the foundation hadn't started falling. Like, you know, if you have a pillar and half the concrete from the pillar just kind of crashes in the parking garage and you're like, fuck, this doesn't look good. I feel like that's stuff that's got to happen. You're going to see evidence of that no. before just one day. It just happened. No. So what are, you, what are you positing? Are you positing that it was subterfuge? No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm Hold curious on. as to what Justin's getting right. at. Not you. No, I know what Justin's getting at and I want to correct it. But first I want to say like Wish is talking about how like the building needed a lot of maintenance and like it was being ignored. But to, to Justin's point, like for, for a building like this, you don't need to have gradual little erosions and, and warning signs for something like this to happen. Um, like so I, I was I listened to a structural engineer on NPR talking about this. And two days before this collapse happened, there was a pool maintenance guy that came into the uh, into I the saw, building. I saw his photos. And so what you can see in his what photos is, is you've got like in the riser room, you've got this beam, this horizontal beam of concrete. And you can see that the concrete has chipped away and that there's the rebar inside the concrete starting to rust. And the thing about concrete is that it's really good under compression, but really terrible under tension. And so you have rebar in the concrete because rebar is great under tension, but yeah. not great under compression. So you have both and you get both compression and tension. So if the rebar starts to rust away, then you lose the tension. And all of a sudden it doesn't take much because if you, if you have just 
a key support fall, then everything else will fall. You don't need to have little pieces fall apart here and there. And then that's your warning sign of, hey, we need to fix it. Here's what I'm saying. Hold up. Here's what I'm saying is if you have a great amount of tension uh, on any concrete barrier filled with rebar, you're going to see some fleckage, fleckage flexage in the concrete with piece of concrete drop you know, you're gonna I, I just think you're gonna see i'm i'm not saying that it's not fully plausible but to me i th- i think there would have been some greater signs outside of like oh we just went back and looked at the records and we interviewed some people who were there recently and they said it didn't look good which is all, all that happened they, there's they, another video no that came up that Go came ahead. out today, um, either today or yesterday, where people about eight minutes before it collapsed, there there's video of like water rushing into the parking garage, which is kind of below ground level. OK, well, so like there were warning signs. The thing is, it happens fast. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's once one thing goes, it's chain reaction and it's yeah. not it's not slow. I get that. But to me, I still think. I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't feel good about it. And it may not, it may not be necessarily all the building. Like, I, you know, I'll accept that maybe a water main broke nearby or something like that. And that's what caused it. Um, but, I, but I feel like there were other factors and just structurally it, it was weak. I've got a, a small list of some factors that people are saying uh, in, influenced the fall in the building. Um, I'll run through them with you real quick. I'm going to crack a beer as uh, the number one is cracks in support columns, which I think is, uh, you know, we already know about that. Then they're saying vibrations caused by construction nearby. Uh, I don't know anything about construction nearby, but I'll buy there, that. There was construction. They were building a new tower, like right next to it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. I, I and also, like, if, and if, they're, if they're drilling pile, piles into the found, to, to build the foundation for the building next door, those vibrations carry through the ground a good bit. They just resurfaced a parking lot next to me and they have steamrollers where inside of the drum, they have a weight that is purposely designed to go against that. So it vibrates intentionally to help really compact the asphalt. But Mm -hmm. when it stops, it felt like there was an earthquake in my apartment every single time that it had to turn. No, all of my glasses, which aren't close together, they rattled in my I apartment it, it was really it was unsettling wild. it was an, I, I had to go and check what it was that was I, I could believe that construction nearby definitely helped unsettle the foundation i felt one earthquake i think i felt two earthquakes but i can specifically remember being in my driveway uh in upstate new york and feeling an earthquake and be like wow that was that was weird and then obviously the thing is in in new york city you hear some it's a loud city and you hear some fucking things that that like rock the fucking ground when the subway goes by, like you can feel everything. If you're yeah, eating, you yeah. If you're eating at a, uh, at a restaurant, you can feel the ground shaking. If you actually look at structurally what Manhattan is made out of, um, I'm surprised but, something like what what's happened here hasn't already happened in, in Manhattan. Um, so look, so we got Manhattan the Manhattan is built on rock. Manhattan is built on rock. Exactly. So then we got erosion um, from sea level rise. Okay, so it sounds like there's some of that. Salt water, there's a lot of that. Um, well, the last one I have here is rusted rebar from salt water. Uh, and James is saying it sounds like a lot of that. Um, possible sinkhole, but I think I heard that that was ruled out. 
Um, and then apparently the eighties was notorious for fast and bad construction. Yep. yep. That's very true. And so, um, yeah, eighties Miami even was house, not like even in regular houses too. I, I would say eighties <laughs> Miami was not the paragon of sound business practices. I would say eighties America. Look at the cars that came out. Yeah. But also like, think about what Miami was during the eighties. But I mean, I, yeah, Hero. I agree with you. I'm not I'm like, I'm not a Mustang fan. I think some of the new Mustangs are pretty cool, but like, look at the Mustangs that, that, that were birthed from the eighties, like not, not looking <laughs> cars. When, when did the Ford Pinto come out? I, I feel uh, like that was the seventies actually. I feel like it was hey, we, we both had a teacher that worked at Ford that he told us he would have to hang on the door as the car's coming down the assembly line to be able to close it. He would just be jamming on the door just to get it to fall in place. I like the joke about German and English automobile uh, engineers, how the Germans, they would know that they made a good car if at the end of the shift, they put a cat into one of the cars, closed the door, and when they came back in the morning, the cat was dead. If the English did it. <laughs> no, the English said, oh yeah, no, we have a similar thing. We know that if we leave the cat in the car overnight and it hasn't gotten out, we've made a good car. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Um but look, here's uh, and here, it's a here's, joke. yeah, no, obviously it's a joke, and that's, and that's what gets you in some hot water sometimes. But I, I'm it's the origin of Schrodinger's cat. Uh, yeah, I don't think it is. Is it though? <laughs> so look, here's Only my. If you thinking. look at it, here's don't my thing. Too close. Let's uh, don't look. Uh, that, then you get the problem with Schrodinger. Uh, so so here's my thinking, and this is this is where. I just I think we need to be more inquisitive than than we are. We talked recently about <clears throat> the coronavirus, and there's a lab where the virus started. So you have the epicenter of the coronavirus in Wuhan, and there's a lab that studies this type of virus, and that was the first city to shut down. And there, China is telling us it didn't come from the lab, and we're saying, well, can we look? Can we check? Can we, can we investigate? And they're saying, well, no, you can't investigate, but it didn't come here. Now you have CNN and MSNBC saying, yeah, obviously it didn't come from the lab. There's end of story, you know, case closed. And then you have Fox News saying it definitely came from the lab. It definitely came from the lab. But we don't have any middle ground saying like, there's a decent chance maybe it did come from the lab, but like, let's do some, you know, investigation. Let's not fully rule it out. And that's where I feel with this building is that there's a there's a less than de- I don't think there's a, a super likeliness of foul play. But what I'm thinking is that how many buildings in your lifetime, David, James, George, have you seen just come toppling down? I've, I've a seen few from natural causes. Not too many in the United States. Um, you I see, like the occasional video, like once seen. every five years. Um, our, our Egyptian compatriot from earlier was mentioning, you know, the buildings that are getting bombed and some that were next to it that were just completely unscathed. Well, so, so here's, but here's, here's a different let, experience. I've never seen one about, person. No, God, no. Well, not it's terrifying, person, but, but let's, let's back up to what you just said about bombs. We have buildings that are hundreds of years old that are still standing and construction requirements back then. I, I mean, I would argue actually they were probably better just because of the material that they were using, but we have buildings that are hundreds and maybe thousands of years old 
that are still standing. Obviously, the thousands of years old ones were just built out of blocks of rock. But um, bombs were pretty much the only thing that took down other buildings. So, I mean, it's just, and I get it. Like, bombs Florida, fire. yeah, fire or airplanes. but Earthquakes. Um, and earthquakes. But it, it's very, very, very uncommon. But also buildings that are built out of concrete. I mean, more difficult to take down by fires. I can't remember in my adult life, and maybe I'm just not thinking deep enough, but I can't remember my adult life buildings that have fallen down in California from from earthquakes. Like um, in the last decade. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid. Decade. That was like when I no, remember, there was the early '90s earthquake. The yeah. like the, 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 the big, freeway. Yeah, no. So, but I, I think we're we're asking the wrong questions here. Because I don't think that you have to look very far to figure out what went wrong here is it was a building that was poorly engineered from the start that had critical design flaws that increased the likelihood of a problem. And on top of that, you had a building ownership, which is uh, the building is owned by each individual condo unit and well, it's because I want to. I want to. I want to talk about this real quick. I just want to hit a comment while it's it's still it's still out there because I think you're what you're talking about is the kind of latency latency of decision making. But what Mish said is, are you comparing COVID to the to the building? No. What I'm saying is that half of half of the media has just accepted the fact that coronavirus didn't happen in a lab, even though they're saying it didn't happen. China, China, one of the most trustworthy government across the world you know is uh, is saying it, it didn't happen here and then we're saying okay but can we just check to make sure and they're saying no but you can't you also you can't check here so that's a bit you know but the, and then and then the other half of the media is saying it definitely happened there but nobody's saying let's have a conversation about this and like there's a you know maybe it did but like let's not not have the conversation well, well, the, there, the right there, wing there is are, saying it there, definitely happened the left wing is saying it definitely didn't happen there there are the more nuanced conversations happening saying we don't know what happened to your point yeah it would be really nice if we could get in to your point yeah china is not the most accessible government in the world but there there are some people saying we don't know. We're not discounting anything. We just don't have any evidence to say that it is. Right, here, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to turn on the TV and find me one channel that's saying maybe it happened in Wuhan. Because guys, I think, saying, guys, we're way off topic here, right, and James, I don't think but, this is productive to uh, to what we want to talk about. But what you're saying, I wanna, I, like, go ahead, I, I, go I'm ahead, going, I'm going one place, and I'm taking us to the next step, which right. is so if we look at what happened with this building, it's poorly engineered. It was at, more at risk for problems, and then you couple that with a group ownership where each individual condo owner is disincentivized from taking the steps needed to maintain the overall building. So when they get a $10 million assessment in 2018, and that comes out to maybe $50,000 per condo owner, well, that's a lot of money to have to cough up for building repairs. And then they wait, and then another year later, it's 15 million. So sure, like if they didn't want to spend 50,000 last year, they're not going to want to spend 75,000 this year. So you've got kind of decentralized responsibility for general maintenance of the building. And that's, you, yeah. And, and who's going, who is going to agree unless they're super filthy rich, these condos went for the high, like under a million, maybe there were some that were low millions, but that's, I mean, that's kind of middle-class right now. If you're living in Miami 
and you live in a $750,000 condo. That's for Miami. That's pretty middle class. You probably don't have a spare 50 grand or 60 grand that you can just throw at, you know, having to have your fucking mailboxes repainted because whether, whether, whether you're structurally, no, no, but, but, but you're, you're signing off on it. So it's this, this, the act of signing the bottom of the page that says I'm committing 50 or 60 grand to this is this, that signature loan is that feeling that you've committed 50 or 60 grand to, to an issue. And whether it's getting, whether it's getting the mailboxes repainted or, having to protect your building from collapsing, which is not something that anybody is ever equipped to make that decision. I, I don't think actually people could conceive that as a reality that there's a decent chance their building could just pancake upon itself. Right. And, so and, let and, me, and, let me finish my thought you, here, which yeah, is, you have a good point though. You have a good point. Well, I want to see where he's going, So you've got this decentralized ownership. And so you've got a condo board that's elected by the owners of the condo. So they're disincentivized from making decisions that are going to be unpopular because then they won't be able to make decisions at all because they'll get and voted off. And so yeah. the question that what I, where I want to bring this is I want to say there's going to be a whole bunch of lessons that come out of this in terms of how Florida deals with its buildings and everything else. But also as a general rule, I look at this disaster and I think like if I lived in the sixth floor of that condo, like whether I lived on, let's call it the east or the west side of the condo, complete chance determines whether I woke up the next morning and said, wow, what the hell was that? Or I woke up the next morning squished into a pancake between the fifth and the seventh floor. And then like, so it's just kind of terrifying that there's this element of chance where the people who lived in the condo that collapsed, what did they have to do to save themselves? Here's, Here's here's how it goes. How many text messages have you answered while you're driving? I try not to. Okay, I, I try to actually most of the time. Sometimes I drive That's... on my knees. I go out of my way to answer them. But the point is that a lot of accidents are caused by people answering text messages, and it's this is a spam call. I'm still going to text back. <laughs> most most. But the point that I'm making is that people don't. Um, People take risks and they take risks with their life. They're just yeah. really calculated. Un uneducated risks. And, but this was an uneducated risk. People didn't understand how bad the building was. How was it uneducated? Well, I don't think they did a very, I don't think they did a good, did a good enough job in, in ex basically conveying how bad the building was. And I think probably because no other buildings have fallen down. So now you have every, every building over three stories across the United States saying fuck like we yeah, need we to better, we need to look at our yeah, thing because our now and now and now what happens is if you have a building that needs some work um if you have a building that needs work everybody on the board is going to say you know what you saw what happened in florida wasn't there a bridge failure a couple years ago well uh, bridges, like minneapolis it, 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 bridges and, and it infrastructure. Cut, it cut off these communities and it was this whole deal that, that there's this huge infrastructure review after that bridge collapse and uh to point out how little we remember from that tragedy i couldn't even remember where it happened minneapolis bridge, bridge is a public is a public uh, but but infrastructure is the next basically logical direction for this conversation to go and and we have a nation that has invested very little City. has invested very little into their infrastructure over the last 60 or 70 years 
which is a wild amount of time. If you've driven across the country, like you can see state to state, the difference in roads, and you can just basically see how bad the roads are. Uh, I want to make one point against James's point about it being against the condo board's interest about them wanting to win the election again. I think that a lot more of it comes down to incompetence in that you have some people, there's a story that came out about a different ending to the story where the condo board found the, the cracks. They, they had to wrangle up everyone, got the $10 million and did it. But the person who did it, who became condo president, she joined because she retired and she wanted to put different flowers in the lobby. And then the president quit and everyone else quit and she got moved up to that position. Wait, is and this true? Had, yes. And she had to wrangle everyone. So she was successful because she, she used to work in administration. She had an iron will and got this shit done. It took five years. Everyone had to move out. Uh, it cost tons of dollar, uh, dollars. She had to evict a couple of people that used to be her neighbors. She didn't like any of that. No one did. But different story. Again, though, sheer incompetence because, I mean, it, it was, it's people that live there. Unless David, but read, speak, speaking of the people that live there, read the comments from Mish. And I think you can relate when we're talking about religion, especially. Sure. Oh. <laughs> yes, I, absolutely. And it's terrible to have to deal read with that. The com- this, that, is that. A, this is a, also an audio podcast. We're going to need you to read those comments out loud. <laughs> I think, I think Mish and only two of us are qualified to read the comments. And, oh, and, yeah, and there's only two people qualified. because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fill you know, in some bit before. All right, so, so I'm going to fill in a little bit of context. All right, um, these are associations, and to quote Mish, of old Jewish people. Worse to deal with, haha, end quote. She's correct, yes. But at the end of the day, Jews have been around for a long time. We know how to self preserve. So if it comes down to it, we'll pay for the damn repairs. We just won't be happy about it. Me, me and Shahira will not comment on these. Yeah. But uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's one of these ones where like they get this engineering report that shows that there's all these problems. And they did a terrible job selling it to the condo owners saying, look, we really need to make these repairs. But as a salesman, I understand that literally every aspect of life is sales. And in this case, life itself. So um, should we talk a little more about infrastructure? And the Let's thank Maria Salas for lots of nice comments before. Yeah. We and she's on. not shouting at us anymore. First of all, that's actually, also nice. Let me, let me make this. And comment. to me and to everyone that's been commenting. Let me yes. make this comment. Those of you who are watching on TikTok, I want to thank you guys very much. We appreciate you being here. Make sure uh, make sure you follow. Those of you guys that are watching us on uh, what is this, Instagram and Facebook, you need to go to YouTube. You got to go to the audio podcast platforms. You got to follow us. We uh, we need the support <laughs> more than you can imagine. Now, we, we do. We uh, we like the support. We like you guys interacting with the podcast. But also, if you I know a lot of you guys log in on the live and you catch three, four minutes, but you can listen to our extended conversations on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor and all the audio podcast platforms. So go there. Subscribe and uh, help us out because we definitely need that subscribership. Um, what's James handle on TT? What does that mean? What's James handle on TV? <laughs> James TV? does not engage with TikTok. Let's just oh, clear TV. that up. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, oh, no. Man. James no, is no. not a big fan. Oh, TT is TikTok. Uh, and that came from TikTok. <laughs> I, I probably should have. I saw a great comment um, about like how like I don't watch any videos on TikTok. 
uh, I'll wait for them, like the quality videos to breach containment and make it to a better site. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Um, um, let's, let's change topics a little bit. So I think infrastructure is an interesting one, but I, I think that like when you look at Miami, like you have to think that Miami is one of the cities most threatened by, by climate change right now. And while this building collapse might not be directly caused, might not be directly caused by it, it's something that as climate change worsens and the sea level rises, you could have salt water starting to get into these foundations. And here's something that we haven't mentioned yet. Florida is almost entirely limestone. Which and is, so does not hold up very well, which, yeah, which dissolves pretty easily, especially in salt water. I think George is taking a, a quick break. I was just going to say George is probably the, the most tra- the, well When he comes back, we'll discuss. But George is the most traveled of all of us, especially internationally. So I think George can probably speak the best to infrastructure wise. But but James, I think you're right. And for those of you who have traveled, when you compare the United States, the U.S. is an enormous country and we build infrastructure and who was the president was it eisenhower that that did the uh, interstate highways states yeah. yeah it was eisenhower so we built interstate highways and the majority of the the infrastructure very very fast for an enormous country imagine like russia just building interstates you know russia you have what's the russian railroad called siberian railroad i don't i don't have any idea well there, uh, there's that one but uh but they don't have the infrastructure that we have like road and highway wise. Um, and we did it really, really fast. And now at the 70 year mark, basically uh, things aren't looking great and we got to figure that out. Uh, you know, my guess is either we get flying cars fucking fast or we figure out our streets. Well, it's not just, it's not just roads and, and, railroads oh. and stuff like that those are the ones that get the attention as someone but... who's bought a lot of drano lately i understand it's not just roads because in this home alone that was built in the 50s uh i know the pipes and the drainage system so sorry i let you finish your statement though but I'm well that's where i was going that. is it's going to be it's water lines in cities it's going to be the power grid and how we source our power in the future and then there's all sorts of other stuff that and this is where like Democrats and Republicans start to disagree about what it, what infrastructure is, but broadband internet, broadband internet. I, I would say that at this point, I think if COVID's taught us anything, it's about how internet is as much of a utility as water or electricity. Sure. But all of them, internet's probably doing smoke. It's really good. Right? Um, we're just, we just, uh, Took a little uh, Buchanan Master, which I used to not be a big fan of the Buchanan, but this Master bottle. Sorry, guys, we're talking about drinks. The Master bottle, little 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 promo. Yeah, you can't do it. Um, master bottle, very nice. Sorry, James, to cut you off, but I, I I actually think the internet is keeping up really really fast because there's a lot more money in internet than there is in your basic utilities. And I think a lot of the money in the basic utilities, I don't know where it goes, but it definitely so isn't. You, you still have really, really big gaps between incorporated areas and rural areas where no, there's lots talking. of people that are especially lower income that still just don't have access or don't have the service. 
Oh, great opportunity for me to say I was in a store the other day and I saw a whole display with canned air. And I was like, this is fucking retarded. So it was canned oxygen. And it was like people basically inhale the so kind of just, oxygen. I, I want to talk to clarify, wanna... to clarify for everyone, not the kind of stuff that you use to clean out your keyboard because it got gross, but correct? very similar, very similar. Yeah, but hey, I mean, we've <laughs> just want to clarify been to the oxygen bars. I mean, they're yeah, so that's they're so, a pretty big hit. So, so it, but it brought me to back, it brought me back to 1992 when you started seeing bottled water lining the supermarket shelves. And you were like, why would you fucking pay for water? Because we have a whole thing that has water and it just comes out of the fucking wall. Why do we need water? Um, but actually, because the infrastructure for the public utility of water is really bad in New Jersey, everybody hates New Jersey water. Where, where we grew up in upstate New York, the water supply is very, very good. Hold on. That's a big caveat. Justin, we had amazing water in our house right up South Road. You go down to the McCaffrey's at the yep, very bottom of South Road where Metro Route 2, they had there. sulfur in their water oh. so bad that yeah. you could not drink it. And that's a mile. Sorry to do an inside yeah. reference, but a mile difference so, up so, the mountain. So the, a, Boswell, the, Boswell's lived, water. the Boswell's lived a mile up a mountain and yep. their neighbors were a mile down the mountain, basically at the bottom of the mountain. Not, the not by elevation, but. No, not wow. by elevation, but but what would you say elevation that is? About oh, 500 no. feet. Yeah, I was going to say like 450. I, I, Listen, I, it's I, definitely I, I, way I, higher I, than that above sea level. But well, that's not important. It wasn't a huge, it was way more than 500 feet. From the, the Caffrey's to our house? I, I think so. I used, yeah, I think I used so. to think there's no difference in the way water tastes up. Think about blue factory. Until, I, I don't David, know. David, I can until I this. started... Until I started living with, I used to think there's no difference between water and upstate New York from town to town until I started living with the lady that brought her Berkey filter with her. And yeah. there's a fucking huge difference between well, Berkey water and water right out of the faucet in Albany, New York or in Troy, New yeah. York. I mean, well, it, and Albany and now, Troy now I'm than the water that I'm, I'm talking now. about. Uh, but again, this was a mile by uh, how the crow flies and they had a different well site and they picked up a sulfur deposit and the water out of their taps you couldn't wash your hands with it it was disgusting it smelled so bad yeah so we're that close we're you well know how water, close it was. we're well yeah i know we i think we did like new year's or something at the house together and we're lucky we're lucky we live in a part of the country where water is not a problem i mean even though it's got sulfur or whatever it's got in it water is not a problem there's a lot of parts <clears> that literally you get a you're, you're told when to water your lawn, when not to water your lawn. But it's a good yeah. thing none of us are moving to San Diego. Well, <laughs> yeah, with with the them alphabets. So, so I'm sorry, it's San Francisco. Sorry, David. I don't know California like you do, um, nor uh, nor hurling the insults, which that was not an insult actually to cover David's ass was not an insult. David was just he was he was trying his best to summarize the best way he could there's a lot of letters in the in the sexuality spectrum which we all, which we all respect he's pretty good for a guy with a high school education huh david actually david what's your education level share with share with that your tell us tell us more your education uh uh climb majors in political science and spanish at santa college oh ustedes hablan espanol he said, Ustedes habla español. 
Of this, there's, there's a competition between me and Justin. I'm a native French and Arabic speaker and English as a third language. Then Justin decided to learn Spanish. He says, I, I can learn Spanish. And literally, we managed to get to the level of a three-year-old, not very intelligent <laughs> Spanish kid. It, it, to be honest, that's about where his English is. Well, to say. So he, he clips English how long ago? Right, right now I'm racing my uh, my two year old niece, and uh, she hasn't spoken yet. But but she was raised in a bilingual. <laughs> in a bilingual. You, you could learn a thing. You could learn a thing or two from her. <laughs> so uh, so that's where I'm at with that. So look, we're uh, we're running out of time. Uh, Rosh is uh, Ra- here. You got to read. You know, uh, George is new to the podcast, clearly, Obviously. and he's uh, he's he's breached one of the cardinal sins as he's playing on his phone. He's checking text messages. I apologize, I think, guys. People are messaging me. I think about. he just sent somebody a dick pic. It was, it was very weird. His pants were down, <laughs> not like all the way down, but like, you know, he had his ass cheeks out. They were like kind of around his quads or higher than the knee. But you can't see it because we have the desk in front of us. But um well, I think we actually, James, I'm thinking we should have a good conversation actually about infrastructure, what it is. And like, I don't, I actually don't think solving it is that difficult. I think solving it is just expensive as fuck. And, Which is difficult. Well, well, sure. But, but I think like we could really address, like, if you've driven across the country, uh, George, yeah. when you're ready. Coming up on next Sip Talk, Guys, the gang solves infrastructure. I apologize. I got a wedding to plan, so I'm just like finalizing shit. Just for the record, I just watched and delete three names off the list. Yep. So I don't know what that means, but whoever mean? whoever you are, you're you're no longer you're invited. No longer invited. <laughs> uh, a couple so of people pissed me you, off. You, you but travel- talking of infrastructure, no, I just want to know what's the yeah. best country. What's the best country for for roads and general? The infrastructure. best infrastructure I've ever seen is in the United Arab Emirates. It's between, new though. That's new. yes, but that's the whole thing. The country's forty years old, between Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and the other five Emirates. Probably the best infrastructure I've ever seen. I heard that Dubai's <laughs> urban planning is really poor, though. Like the roads wait, might wait, be good, but like wait a minute, I get I get not. ripped on for saying them alphabets. He gets to talk about the different five Emirates. And he gets ass. Hey, listen. He is, he is <laughs> once, Arabic. Once but. you have this, once you have this kind of a tan, you get to talk about whatever the fuck you want. Bear arms. <laughs> Second I thought, George, I thought George was like flexing, but he was just showing his. I was his... not. I was not. Well, George, George's tan is actually lighter than you think. The thing is, he Let's gets not a lot get of, kicked out. He gets a lot of shadowing from the hair in his arms. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's it's part of being a real man. You know, with hair in our arms. But I mean, I think I look at a place like England, which is a very most of the buildings are very very old. Yep. The streets are Look actually, the but the street, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Streets are very, very old, but you go in the buildings and they have state-of-the-art electricity. They have state-of-the-art plumbing. There's things that we don't even have yet in the U.S. And and yet it's it's, it's way, way fucking old in the U.S. So, so listen, I grew up in a country that's probably 4,000 years old. You walk out of your house and you see Roman ruins right at the bottom of your street that are still standing. It was you back go, back before uh, yeah, uh, Pangaea when Rome was in uh, Lebanon. <laughs> you go to the Netherlands, you go to England, you look at the roads, the highways, at even the inside streets, at the at the sidewalks, everything you see, and they tell you, "Well, we have better infrastructure because we pay more taxes." No, 
we pay plenty of taxes in upstate New York. If you're living in maybe Texas, still you have better infrastructure than New York and you're paying a lot less taxes. But people talk to you all the time. Like when I was in Europe, I was living in Europe for a while and they have much better roads than we do. And they tell you like, well, you guys don't have good roads because you don't want to pay taxes. I'm like, no, we pay plenty of taxes. We just don't get shit in return where you guys. Big difference. Where you guys pay taxes and get beautiful roads that you literally can sleep on the damn road. But they don't get potholes. They don't get potholes because they don't get normally freezing temperatures. Like there's exactly. So I just want to hit the TikTok comments real quick. We got. uh, Let's see. Living the good life says Singapore and Hong Kong have uh, are the global absolutely global leader in infrastructure. Yeah, I don't. And, I don't know that. But Japan. Yep. Actually, actually, Hong Kong and uh, Singapore definitely for sure. I was in Japan, but also, I, I don't know about Hong Kong or Singapore, but I just know that technologically, but Singapore is probably one of the most advanced countries, electrically and, speaking. Uh, uh, but I wonder if, like, when it gets really hot over there, if they have to shut things off, or if that's if that's the one. But that's why I mean, everybody says America's number one, but no. but realistically. We are, we are we're not infrastructure. We're very I mean, we big, are number so. one because we are the biggest as as of now. We are one of the biggest economies in the world. Well, when you when you rank choice, you not know, totally. when, you, when you rank when you rank choice, uh, everything that you're comparing, we do pretty well. But I mean, we're, we are sliding and and, you know, and, and look at what happened with the with that building in Miami. Right. Like shit got pretty bad. And then, and then it snapped. Yeah, that's not really on the government so much, yeah, though. Yeah, no. Well, who else would you blame? The people. No, but dude, this is this is you live in you live in you live in a country with private entities and capitalism. You can't like that's why the government has no involvement in too many things. So, you want the government to have involvement in a lot of things, then you can blame the government for it. Uh, what else are we missing, James David? Um, I don't know. Don't buy a condo think, in Florida. I think I think since somebody mentioned Singapore, we should talk about Singapore and how. Is there is there another group I can casually offend without knowing it before we close? Just to have something to talk about next yeah. week. So what are you saying? We should talk about Singapore no. and how okay. they don't allow their own their own citizens no. to gamble at their own casinos because that is like that is the one big no no in Singapore, at least as far as I know from when I was there. Oh, there's Singapore. a lot of big no-nos in Singapore. Singapore. We could do an entire cast on Singapore, but are we getting... are not allowed to go to the, the local casinos. Yeah. If you're a slow What's local... weird is if you live you in New Hampshire, you can't buy fireworks in New Hampshire. But if you're from not New Hampshire, you can buy fireworks yeah. in New Hampshire. Well, that's because, oh, that's that's because any... got... I was in New Hampshire last week. You can buy anything in New Hampshire. Well, but not if you're from New Hampshire. No, I, I think in New Hampshire you can't you can't buy fireworks in New Hampshire. No, there the, this buy, this is this might be outdated. This might change. I think no. I this think is it's might be outdated because the license plate says "Live Free or, or die. die" or "Die." It said the same thing. It said the same die. thing back then. Well, I always, I always, I, I was all, I, you know, I liked having that one tiny little state in the U.S. Not, not Texas. Texas is a big state. But New Hampshire was just like, you know what? We're just not going to do the law thing. Like, live free or die. No, like, and if they die, they die. That's fine. They chose to live here. License plate. Yeah. Everybody's car. Everybody's car's got a label on it. So everybody's like, in. everybody's like, yeah, I went to the mall and there was a shootout, and you know, my brother died because, uh, yeah, he didn't have a shield with him. So now I bring a shield everywhere I go. You would really like Mogadishu. <laughs> Mogadishu. 
I, guys, no, I was but that, talking I mean, about wild New Hampshire. I was in New Hampshire two weeks ago for the Harley Davidson rally and talk about a bunch of crazy guys. I didn't even see one person with a mask in their back pocket. All right, guys. Live uh, free or die. Live free or die. And uh, we uh, we got to wrap. Uh, I, I hate I no, hate one important thing. Today. I hate being cut off. Is that Rosh? Rosh? We should definitely acknowledge Rosh. We should acknowledge one big thing today. Today would have been Lady Diana's 60th birthday. Well, a very important very figure. People. Yeah, I uh, I have the a Herod's coffee mug. She she would have been 60, 60 uh, years old today. Uh, Raj just likes getting the points with the the Brits. I, I love the Brits. Um, we, we all love the. Royal, but no, I mean, it's, and that's, it's, I don't mean to shit on it. It's it's fucking wild and shame and it's a tragic story. Um, but we do we do have to wrap up. I do definitely want to thank Rosh because there's been a lot of comments tonight, and I want to thank Rosh for uh, feeding us the comments. So thank you guys for that. Uh, thank you guys for the comments. Thank you, Rosh. Thank you, James, down in uh, now no longer sunny South Carolina. David, cloudy South Carolina. Well, it's just no, it's dark. Someone down. So, <laughs> David in uh, where are you? Switzerland, Sacramento. Cares. great roads over there uh, but we will see you guys next time make sure you subscribe to the audio podcast or the video podcast on youtube and uh we'll see you guys very soon thank you everybody right. adios cheers here comes all right if you got this far you got to see me wearing some goofy ass sunglasses thank you for <laughs> thank you for visiting the podcast and uh we'll see you next time on sip talk i like pbr i just got priced out of it